Welcome to Politics Done Differently, a no-frills political podcast for the everyday voter, aiming to engage Australians in the political agenda. Hosted by Katarina Sullivan, businesswoman, award-winning sustainability expert, and political junkie. This episode of Politics Done Differently was brought to you by GNX Leaders, a workshop and mentoring company inspiring the next generation of leaders to embark on a journey of social entrepreneurship in order to create a more prosperous, peaceful and sustainable planet. Welcome to another episode of Politics Done Differently. We're in Parliament House again, and today we have Dr. Fiona Martin as our guest, who is the federal member for Reid in New South Wales. That's right. And a member of the Liberal Party. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And you're one of the few people that have the title doctor in this building. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a PhD doctor, though, not a medical doctor. Yeah. So um, I'm a psychologist by Mm -hmm. training. Yeah. Which is still health-related. It is indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Allied health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a big concern in society nowadays, mental health. Is... Mental health is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we have um, uh, uh, significant levels of anxiety and depression in our community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, natural disasters don't make, make it any easier, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a growing concern. Yeah. Amongst um amongst my community, but also the broader Australian community, sure international community. Too. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it's been a bit of a rocky start to twenty twenty for Australia with the bushfires coming off a period of drought. Mm. Um, even though we've had a little bit of rain today, yeah, hooray um, for the rain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you noticed that that has impacted the mental health of the community even more well, so? Reed's geographically located um, the inner west of Sydney, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with with um, the inner west. But where we are, we um, uh, Dremoyne Marina at one end and Rhodes um, Parramatta River at the other end. Um, and all the suburbs in between. Yeah. So we're very inner city. Mm. Um, Bushfires would have affected constituents in Reed in that, um, you know, the smoke that they would have experienced, that we all experienced during um, the bushfire, especially over the Christmas holidays, was quite overwhelming for a lot of um, people with, um, well, particularly for people with respiratory conditions and for the older population. Um, but also people in Reed had, some people in Reed had holiday houses down the south coast and were down holidaying in, um, down the south coast area where the bush, you know, due, around that bushfire yeah. affected area. So, um, you know, we were hearing reports about people being sort of stuck in the area and needing to escape and all sorts of horrible stories. Yeah. Um, but also stories of resilience and survival and um, I think I'm just grateful that the bushfires uh, have ended Yes, and hopefully mm. won't happen again for another couple of years at mm. least. Hopefully never like that again. What do you think are some of the biggest concerns for your constituents? So my area is one of the most multicultural seats um, in the country. And we have people made up of different cultural backgrounds. Chinese, Korean, Italian, Lebanese and Greek, just to name a few. Yeah. And a number of religious you know, um, community groups as well. Um, and it's so rich in you know cultural diversity. Um, so Reed is very um, diverse, very mm-hmm. vibrant. Um, it's a relatively young electorate as well, made up of lots of families. Sure. And uh, there are a significant number of small to medium-sized business owners and businesses located in Reed. 
Uh, the issues that mm, affect, I guess, people in REED are issues like health, mm-hmm. um, issues like education, uh, issues like environment, and um, for some people, depending on where you are in the electorate, overdevelopment and the cost of living, yeah. which is something that I think is common to a lot of electorates. Yeah. Mm. And have you been living in that area for long? I grew up in Reed. Oh, so, wow. yeah, mm. yeah. I went to school um, at Santa Sabina College, which yeah. is located in Strathfield, and then I went across to Rosebank College in Five Dock. Yeah. yeah. And um, when I studied at the University of Sydney, I used to travel, you know, via train from Concord West train station, which is, which is in the electorate. Um, and now I'm raising my family in Reed. So, oh, wow. yeah, my mum has been, um, been in the area for, you know, for a very long time. And my yeah. sisters also live in Reed. So it's really nice to be all sort of close together. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a great area to raise a family in. And it gives you a bit of insight into what the community has been like for before you got into Well, Reed's changed over time. Yeah. Reed's changed over time. And um, certainly, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things have happened over the course of, you know, um, over time. Of course, we had the Sydney Olympics yes. in Reed. Yep. And, um, and we're so fortunate to have some wonderful landmarks in Reed, like the Sydney Olympic Park, like mm-hmm. Dremoyne Marina, like, well, part of the Bay Run at Dremoyne. <laughs> But we have, you know, a state-of-the-art hospital as well, Concord Hospital. And we also have a university, the Australian Catholic University. So Reed's a pretty awesome area to live in. I didn't even realise. Great schools as well. We have some of the best best schools in Reed. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise there was an ACU campus in Sydney as well. I know about the one here. Yeah, Australian Catholic University. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there's two campuses yeah. in, in Sydney okay. that I'm aware of. Right. Yeah, there's one in North Sydney as well. Yeah, because mm. we've got one up the road in Canberra just mm. as well. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and what was the defining moment for you to sort of go, right, you had a small business that you were running, you were working in the autism space, I understand specifically. Well, I was practising as an educational and developmental psychologist. So I was seeing patients and families and kids that um, had a range of different developmental learning um, clinical presentations. Um, autism was my PhD. Yeah. And, um, and certainly that was, that was how I sort of fell into... The set, like working and becoming a psychologist it inspired yeah. me to become a psychologist somewhat although mm-hmm. you know there was always this desire to to help people and um uh, uh mental health and um psychology was always an interest of mine for, for a very long time before mm-hmm. i started studying formally yes mm. what was the switch, the thing that made you decide to switch from being in that industry to coming into this building? Well, I've always liked politics. Yeah. Um, when I was 16, I put my hand up. There was an advertisement in the local newspaper about um, looking for someone to be the ambassador for Youth Week. Mm-hmm. So I put my hand up um, because I thought that it would be interesting um, to to be involved in Youth Week for a start. Something in, I don't know, something at 16 made me, you know, I was reading the local paper, you know, I was interested in issues in the area. Mm and um, I'm the oldest in my family and always probably had the loudest voice yes. and um, quite outspoken and, <laughs> and passionate about um, social justice issues as well. So, mm-hmm. I guess, and so I guess those sorts of things um, 
were um, the, the, the baseline, you know, or the beginning of, you know, a desire for, to, you know, into politics. But yeah, 16, I did this Youth Week thing, which I really, really enjoyed. So I had to interview all these young people and then I had to collate all their information about what young people in the area wanted and I produced a report yep. and it was all very official mm-hmm. it was a proper job you know I got paid for it and everything oh, it was wow. all very good and it was very exciting for me um and then we had this official photo and um and I think around that time I got involved in a um a youth suicide charity uh, it was an association with Rotary or the mm-hmm. Rotary section um what is it called the part that sort of relates to youth you know yeah. um Rotaract I think it's called and they set up a charity called Here for Life, which was about reducing um, su- youth suicides. And mm. I got involved in that and we actually came to Canberra oh, wow. as part of that. And, um, you know, um, we met with the Governor-General at the mm. time. We, um, we ran a forum. It was all very exciting. So there were all these sort of youth leaders. And then I joined the Young Liberals. Yeah. Oh. And so that sort of, you know, took another level of sort of, you know, another, another level of interest in politics. Yeah. But I didn't see it as a career mm. at that point. Yeah. And so what was the part that made you, you know, see it now as a career for you? Well, I want to see more women participate in politics. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's all very good to comment on, you know, what you'd like to see, but it's another thing to be and do what you want to see. So I think I just got to the point where I was motivated enough and thought, heck, if someone has to do it, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. I'll have to do it. So yeah. I put my hand up. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, the rest is history. What do you think we can do to get more women into politics? I think seeing more women in politics mm-hmm. helps attract more women to politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, getting women interested and talking about policy is a good way to draw women in and maybe more a consultative sort of approach um, where we're sharing ideas and getting input. I believe in democracy. I'm a big believer. I think you have to believe in democracy. Um, and particularly at times where, you know, people don't feel like they can trust Mm -hmm. politicians. I would like to instill or repair that trust in particularly young people so that they believe in democracy too and participate and I think it's very important for, for people to participate in, part, in, 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 in the democratic process oh, 100% yeah. yeah how do you think we can repair that trust because it is something that is being broken a little bit over the last sort of 10 20 years well I think you know a consultative approach to leadership mm-hmm. which is what um, Scott Morrison is doing he's yeah. very much you know we're very involved in the process with been involved in a number of key policy areas and right from the very start when we were we were elected we've been pulled into various aspects and involved in the conversation Mm -hmm. in key policy areas that we're particularly interested in or that we have expertise in which i think is really important so leadership um a consultative approach that all helps yeah hear what you're saying about being involved in the process Mm -hmm. and i know from working sort of behind the scenes that that is what government and political parties do but I think for the general population, they don't see that kind of, you know, behind closed doors, the party working together. How do you think we can repair that kind of vision that people have of politics? I think that that's doing, mm-hmm. doing and, and um, so I do mobile offices where I meet with constituents. I make myself available at various locations around the electorate 
And I think that's democracy working. That's, mm. you know, I'm available at different times, at different locations, so that people can come and chat to me about issues that matter to them. Yep. Um, and I think that by um, making yourself available mm-hmm. and um, listening... That's a key one. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. It's really important. As, as a psychologist, I've been doing that for a very long time. Yes. I listen to patients. Yeah or I listen to clients and I formulate and I consult and I and I have been treating. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of treating, <laughs> I'm writing policy or I'm contributing to policy. That's awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. it's always interesting speaking to politicians and finding that they've all come from professions in the past of helping people in some way. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of a natural continuation to come into politics. It's just more at a macro level that you're helping people as opposed to the individual day-to-day. Yeah, I mean, there are some real differences, mm-hmm. but there are some similarities too. Yeah, but you're not helping one person, you're helping a nation, yeah. but particularly the people in your electorate, because yeah. they matter most. Yes. <laughs> but but um, it's large scale. Yeah. Mm. And you were elected last year. That's right. Um, and you've got three years here before you go again for your... Yeah. Um, recontest the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your plans for the next couple of years for the seat of Reed? Do you have anything that you're campaigning for in particular for your electorate? Yeah, well, I think the most important thing is that I'm listening, mm-hmm. continually listening to people yeah. in Reed and making sure that I am attuned to what matters to the people of Reed. And I do that, as I said, through mobile offices, through surveys, yep. um, through keeping people informed through email, mm-hmm. um, by calling them, by contacting them and encouraging them to reach out to me sure. um, I want to see Reed be the best that Reed can be yeah. and um, you know Reed is made up of over 27,000 small to medium sized businesses so I want to see our small to medium sized businesses prosper because yeah. I know that that translates into more jobs yes. and I know that translates into people being better off and being able to um, you know cover the costs of living yeah Hmm. And you have a bit of background in small business. You ran your own do, small yeah. business for I years. used to, yeah. yeah. Um, I used to own a psychology clinic, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, had, you know, at any given point in time, sort of, you know, around about 10 psychologists working in the clinic. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand, you know, what it's like to own and operate and the responsibilities you have as a small business owner. Yeah. And that obviously helps you relate to people when they come to you with well, their when, concerns. Absolutely. Yeah. I can understand, you know, um, the taxation component of it. I understand the, you know, staff issues with, you know, being able to, um, you know, um, the you know, attrition rates and things like that, being able to hold, you know, keep good staff. Um, I understand cash flow issues that people face, those sorts of things that small businesses face day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you've been involved in some of the committee work yeah, since you joined Parliament, so mm-hmm. I understand aged. I can never get the right name. Aged care, health, health and sport. That's right. Um, and family law. I'm on the select committee for family law, yeah. and I'm also on the NDIS committee as well. Okay. How's yeah. that been compared to sort of work in the chamber? It's really different, and that's where I think a lot of the good work goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the meaty work. Um. So there's um bipartisan committees, and then there's coalition mm-hmm. committees um, and that's um, they're both very important play an important role 
in being able to represent our electorates and being able to serve the Australian people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the sort of successes that have come out of the committee for you personally or even for...? Well, recently we've been um, conducting a public hearing into allergy and anaphylaxis in the mm. Health Committee, which has been really um, important, I think, in being able to drive... Um, positive change and improve the safety standards of people who live with allergies and anaphylaxis sure. i think it's really important that it, that that is addressed and we're hearing a lot from you know industry we're hearing a lot from health professionals and researchers and consumers and um sadly we've heard a lot from people who have had tragic um you know situations where um you know people have have died because of um, allergies, exposure to certain allergens in the environment. Sure. Mm. Do you have any moments in Parliament where you've been able to get a win for your electorate so far or is it still sort of early days? Well, we're delivering on all our election commitments. One yeah. by one, we're working our way through those. <laughs> and I think one of the big things for Reid is that because it's a, an electorate that's relatively young mm -hmm. with lots of families, um, we have been able to really focus on um, assisting people with, um, you know, sporting upgrade facilities because that matters to people in Reid, you yeah. know. So um, being able to, um, you know, West Tigers is one of the most recent ones, mm -hmm. which is um, a really important um, part of the community because they not Concord Oval is not only a big like a very, very big and special location for the West Tigers, but for the general community as yeah. well. Um, and um, uh, they'll also be doing a, um, a culturally, linguistically diverse youth program as well, which is oh, really yeah. important for um, Reed because we are so culturally diverse. Yes. It yeah. would be great for our, for our youth. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of work would tie in a lot with state and local government as well. Yes, yeah, so a local government would be involved yeah. in, in the redevelopment of Concord yeah. Oval. Yeah. What are your relationships like? Obviously, there's a Liberal government in New South Wales, so it makes it a little bit easier for you that you're not sort of fighting across party lines. We don't have a state... Um, well, we have a state Liberal member in Dremoyne, but yeah. we have a, a state Labor... We have actually the leader of the opposition in the seat of Strathfield. Yeah. So it's quite a diverse um, seat in that it's a mixture of Liberal and Labor representatives yeah. um, in Reid. Yeah. Mm. And do you find that you're still able to get a lot of work done with colleagues from other parties in state government? Oh, absolutely. We yeah. work together and we collaborate and, you know, problem solve and so that we can get the best outcomes for Reid. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, oh. We've all got Reid's interests you know, front and centre, yeah. you know, and we know, you know, that we know what, what matters and we know what we, what we want to do for people of Reed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think has been your biggest challenge coming into Parliament House as a new MP? For not, anyone that's listening that might be interested. <laughs> not having, I'm not a professional politician, yeah. so I never worked for a politician or mm -hmm. worked um, for a significant period of time, you know, for government. Mm -hmm. So understanding the procedures yep. is probably ha has been the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah, I think you know that's that's the biggest. Yeah, and the workload is significant. Yes, it's like being on a treadmill and sort of not coming <laughs> off it. It's yeah. significant. So it's very long hours, very long days. Um, so the time commitment, mm -hmm. um, learning the procedures. I would say for anybody that's not 
been or worked for a member of parliament before would be you know something that everyone has to learn yeah yeah, yeah. and I didn't I wasn't involved um or I didn't run prior like for a very long time prior I had this very short campaign mm. so it was like uh it was good yeah In, and it was good but it, I didn't get much time sort of yeah. on the ground a bit of a whirlwind it was definitely <laughs> a whirlwind yeah, yeah. And what was it like for you on election night when the results came? Very in? exciting. I yeah. didn't expect to win yeah. um, my seat and I didn't expect to win government. So mm-hmm. it was like t- sort of double excitement in yeah. the sense that we won both the seat and government. It was an incredible result. Yeah, yeah it was an overwhelming sense of... Um, I felt relief because I, <laughs> I, I you know, obviously, because we'd been working night and day, night and day, the campaign mm. team been working very long hours so it was relief in that sense I think I, I don't even think I could feel my feet at the end of the night yeah mm. I felt like that on election day and I didn't even run so <laughs> yeah. I can sympathize yeah <laughs> and you said that you have a young family yourself mm-hmm. um how is it like balancing that obviously you're advocating for more women to come into parliament and that's a big barrier for a lot of women is you know, making the decision to be away from their family. And mm-hmm. even we've seen a lot of men step down recently for the same reason. Yeah, I think it's the same for any working family, you know, where there's a dual income. Yeah. It's it's the same for any working family in Australia. Yeah. You know, I'm just just like any other family where yeah. we juggle where we juggle childcare school, sporting commitments yeah. and work commitments. Yeah. This is obviously a little bit harder because you're away for 20 weeks of the year. And more with committee work as well at different times. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you prioritise the the most important things. Put some boundaries around it to to an extent. And look after yourself. Mm. And be grateful for FaceTime. (laughs) And be grateful for FaceTime. That's right. Yeah, that's right. FaceTime's in. Thank goodness for technology. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years ago it wouldn't have been the same no at all. no that's right that's right yeah do you see that you use technology a lot to communicate with your constituents now well we we lots of emails yeah. lots of emails social media definitely mm-hmm. facebook and instagram and twitter yeah. um and yeah i mean i guess that's certainly plays an important role in the democratic process because it's a great way to communicate messages to your constituents yeah and, and to invite them to come and meet with you. Yes. To talk about what matters to them. Yeah. So it's it's a communication tool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can let them know about your mobile offices, obviously. That's as right. Well, exactly. More face to face time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we can do videos about important messages like coronavirus mm-hmm. or bushfires or whatever whatever's going on at the time. Yeah. You're a lecturer because of the multicultural nature mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you sort of combating any sort of racism? In. Well, I just, we call it out. We yeah. don't tolerate it. My message is we don't tolerate it at all. Yeah. We have agencies that are there to protect people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we should be using them. Yeah. So if you see any racism, call it out. Contact me if you need to. Yeah. And um, don't tolerate it. So we're back after a bit of a break. And it sounds like there's going to be more divisions today. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's a bit like that here. I think you sort of... The bells become like white noise after they, a while. Oh, I hear it in my sleep sometimes. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when you go they back ring home. They so frequently. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, just while I'm here. Just oh, while I'm here. That's all right. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. But they ring so frequently. Well, of late they have mm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask 
about young people in your electorate? Mm-hmm. Do you have much interaction with them? And how do you... Obviously, you were very inspired from a young age to get into politics. How do you inspire other young people? Okay, well, we do... I mean, I interact with young people all the time. Yeah. Um, but mostly through school communities, you know, in preschools as well. Sort of yeah. interacting with young young people through the school communities. And through, um, you know, grants or scholarships and things that are sort of, you know, um, happening around the electorate. So there's the opportunities usually through the school communities. Yeah. Um, most of the time mobile offices are held during the week. Sometimes they're on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I guess that though that's where, you know, if a young person really wanted to reach out and have a chat to me about something that's concerning them, they would come. Sure. Unless it was outside school hours. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Young. And we've had young people come and chat, you yeah. know, at different <laughs> times, sort of, you know, in the late afternoons after school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talk to me and my staff who are often with me at the mobile offices about yeah. issues that matter to them. What are some of the biggest issues that... Uh, young people are uh, bringing to your attention? I think most young people are concerned about um, the environment mm-hmm. and, um, you know, um, natural disasters and extreme weather and what we can do to, um, you know, reduce carbon emissions. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Recycling and recycling. Yes. <laughs> Very interested in recycling as well. So being able to, on a local level, being able to yeah. use um, recycled plastic and to use it, reuse it as a, res- like, you know, make it a resource. So sustainability yes. type yeah. work, yeah. And that's something that the coalition government made quite a few commitments to at the last election. Yes, absolutely. And just recently this week, we had um, a recycling summit mm-hmm. um, and the Minister for Environment, Susan Lee, um, was talking about you know our commitment to recycling and we had a lot of stakeholders from the sector yeah. um, downstairs and the Prime Minister gave an address and you know reassured um, the, the sector how committed we are to recycling yes. and to ensuring that plastic is used is, is a resource is yeah. recycled and used as a resource very important hmm. and i think it was last week this is so bad i'm getting all my weeks mixed up that was here there's an inquiry into waste management and the recycling industry happening at the moment that mm-hmm. i think barnaby joyce is chairing yeah um I honestly can't remember week to week <laughs> what I'm doing in this There's place. There's a lot going on in this yeah. house. There's a lot of a lot of different things going on, but we're certainly committed to yeah. um, recycling and seeing plastic as a resource. Yeah. yeah, and that's really important to the people of Reed, mm-hmm. um, and local government and state government get involved in sure. that. So it's all sort of three tiers of government involved. And we recently had Clean Up Australia Day, yeah. and uh, the minister came out, Susan Lee came out to Reed. Oh. And um, we had a press conference with the chairwoman of um, Clean Up Australia Day, yep. who is the daughter of the founder. Yes. Which is very exciting. Pip, yep. yeah, K- Kernan is the surname, or Ian Kernan was the yep. chairman. So, um, um, yeah, so that was very, very important, I think, because yeah. people came out, a lot of young children were there. Yes at Clean Up Australia and participating yeah. and that that is a great opportunity to talk to them and to reinforce what we're doing and some, one young person came up to me with a fantastic idea for mm-hmm. filtering out rubbish mm-hmm. um, and I thought wow that's such a you know I said come and see me make sure you can make an appointment come and see me because it was a great idea and I you know I write representations all the time and I'd love to forward their idea to the relevant minister so you know these are the things that can happen mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that process of writing representations and sending them well, to ministers my job is to represent my constituents yep. and i'm their voice mm-hmm. that's my job simple as that yep. so 
they just have to make an appointment. They just need to reach out to me and, you know, talk to me and we can work out what's the best way to communicate yeah. their concern, their idea um, to the relevant um, people or people. You know, sometimes it's a committee, sometimes yeah. it's a minister, but it's working out where to best cha- like channel that information sure. and, you know, send it to the right person. Um, but often it is the minister. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I make representations on their behalf. Yeah. Hmm. That's fantastic that people can actually have a voice going to the minister that's sort of supplemented by their own MP's voice. Because I think sometimes people get caught up in just wanting to complain about politics and don't realise that you know, there's allies for them that that's are right. in this building. Don't underestimate, you know, um, the power. What is that quote by Anne Frank? That's like a little idea and being able to change the world, you know, yeah. like it could just be one idea yeah. that could be then communicated to your local member that could then be forwarded to the environment minister that could then become policy that could change, you know, things and put Australia on tracks. And that's yeah. democracy working. Yes. That's what it's about. That's why I believe in democracy. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm. And, I'm conscious of the fact that you'll probably get called back into mm. the chamber at any mm. second. Um, but I'd love if you could just leave some advice for our listeners about how they can engage further in politics, any sort of words of hope for the future. Well, I think it's about serving others. That's mm. what politics means to me. It's about serving what you can do for others and for the greater good and for our country. Um, so if you're interested in politics, there's different ways of participating into in democracy and in, mm. in our political system. So it's about understand, learning politics. Maybe sometimes it's about studying politics. I, mm. I um, studied politics at university. Um, I did an, uh, my first degree. I was a major in um, public uh, po- politics and political administration or yeah. whatever it was called, <laughs> government and, po- and political um, and administration, public administration mm. at the University of Sydney. So yeah. maybe it's, you know, going on and studying politics or maybe mm. it's working um, for a government department um, or maybe it's, it's simply, you know, maybe it is being, getting involved in a political party yep. um, and being part of the process. Everyone can be part of the process. There are, there are no barriers to participating in politics. It's just working out where, what works and what fits for you, yep. each and individual. Because for some people, politics might be a hobby, but for others, it might be their vocation. Yes. Um, so it's just working it out. But absolutely every single Australian can participate in politics. Oh, fantastic. Mm. That's such a great call to action. Mm. Thank you so much You're for welcome. your time, Dr. You're Martin. welcome. <laughs> it's great meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for tuning in to Politics Done Differently. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to hear more, please go back through our library for more insightful interviews. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PD Differently. If you want to get involved in the conversation, please hashtag PD Differently. We look forward to seeing you next episode.